The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Yishmeru for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Bidiut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf has been studied in the Mishmat of Ram ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenechanu began Eden, Amen. Today's daf has been studied in the Fuash Shilimah Yosef ben Sarah, Hamim ben Adel, Sarah bat Rachel, Elna Nefaradahim, Amen. We begin today's death on the Chet Amudet, and we are 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 lines from the bottom, actually 11 lines from the bottom. Quote from the Mishnah. So we learned in yesterday's Mishnah that there's a concept called Motar, that's the uh, extra money that the lady makes beyond her Ma'asayadayim, which is a fixed price. And uh, that motar is usually given to the husband as a result that he gives the wife a dinar a week in salary, so the motar goes to the husband. The Bimi'ir said that if a husband makes the motar hegdish, he uh, consecrates it. So the Bimi'ir says it's hegdish. The hegdish is hal. And Bihana Sandar said it's not hal. So the Gemara says, Emat Kadosh. But when did this motar become Kadosh? At what point? So Rav motar le'achar mita kadosh. The motar does not become kadosh till after she dies, which means, according to Rav Shmuel, it seems the motar really belongs to the wife. Therefore, the husband really has no right to make hegdesh. Ela, when the wife dies, he inherits her. So now it becomes his. So now, really, the hegdesh is able to be hal. So he's making the, the hegdesh now to be hal. After she dies and it becomes his. So Ravadabar says, no, the motar is kadosh from now, from uh, when she is alive. So the Gemara says, Havi papa. The papa analyzed it. Havi, meaning he analyzed it. What's the case talking about? If we're talking about the case of the Mishnah. Where he's feeding a mizonot and he's also giving her the ma'akesef. So therefore, my leman mita kadosh. Why does the rabbi say after mita? If he's giving her a ma'akesef, it's his now. Therefore, it should be kadosh immediately. Why does he have to wait until after mita? Only want to tell me the case to He's not giving her mizonot and he's also not supplying her the ma'akesef. So therefore, for sure it's hers. So what's the opinion that says that Kadosh Mechayim? So comes the Gemara and says, What's the reason why it says uh, that it's going to be Kadosh Mechayim? So the Gemara says, So it's a split case. The case is talking about where he is giving her Mezonot, he feeds her the Mezonot, but he does not 
give her the ma'akisif, which means that allowance of ma'akisif. Now we explain the mahlukat. Rav Shmuel Savri, Rav and Shmuel hold, Tiknu mizonot tahat ma'asei adeha, u'ma'akisif tahat motar. Rav and Shmuel hold that the mizonot that she gets is in correspondence to the ma'asei adayim, which means he gets ma'asei adayim, she gets Mizonot. So Mizonot and Ma'asiyadayim are paired together. And Ma'akesef Tahat Motar. Which means she gives, she gets a Ma'akesef and he gets the Motar. That's the opinion of Ravich Shmuel. So the Gemara says, Vechevan Deloka Yaivna Ma'akesef. And since we're learning the case in the Mishnah, we didn't give the Ma'akesef. He gave her Mizonot. He gave her Mizonot of the Ma'asiyadayim will belong to the husband. But he didn't give her Ma'akesef. So therefore the motar belongs to who? The wife. Therefore when he makes it kadosh, it cannot be kadosh when, he's alive, when she's alive, because it's not his. Therefore it's going to be kadosh only after she dies. Motar didahave. Therefore the motar belongs to didahave. The motar belongs to her. Ravadabrava says no. Tiknu mizonot tachat motar. He says no. Mizonot that is given is in lieu of the motar that he gets. Which means, Mizonot is not connected to Ma'asiyadayim according to Rav This is a new shita, we never saw this. Which means, he gives her Mizonot, and in lieu of the Mizonot, he gets back the motar, the extra. So Mizonot and motar are paired up together. And the fact that he gives her ma'akis of allowance, that gives him the ma'asiyadayim. It's the way of looking at things. Oh, the kevan, the kayahim, la Right, the case of the Mishnah was told, he's giving her mizonot, but he's not giving her the ma'a. So according to the Vada Barabah, he's giving mizonot. Once he gives mizonot, he gets the motar. Motar di dehave. The motar becomes his. And once the motar becomes his, so then already... He's able to make it kadosh mehayim. So let's just review quickly what we're saying over here. Basically, we have a very important machloket between Rav Shmuel and Ravada Barahaba. When the Rabbimiir said in the Mishnah, Motar kadosh, at what stage does it become kadosh? So Rav Shmuel says it becomes kadosh after she dies and he inherits the motar. The reason why he's saying that is because we're learning the Mishnah's case is talking about where he's giving her mizonot, but he's not giving her. A dinar, he's not giving her the uh, the allowance. And since the allowance is connected the motar, he's not giving her the allowance, so the motar belongs to her. So then when he says it's kadosh, can it be kadosh at that point? Because it's not his to be kadosh, it's, it belongs to the wife. It only becomes kadosh after she dies and he inherits. According to Ravada Barava, no. Mizonot is connected the motar. And since Mizonot is connected the motar, and he's giving her Mizonot, that's the way we're learning the case. So therefore, the motar really belongs to the husband. And if it's the motar belongs to the husband, when he says it's kadosh, it'll be kadosh immediately. What is the mahlokar of it? Which means, why does one rabbi hold that ma'akesef corresponds motar, and one rabbi says that it is Mizonot that goes tahat motar? So the Gemara says, Mor Savar, Midi Dishkiyach, Midi Dishkiyach. Which means, Ravich will hold that you establish common things corresponding common things. Which means, Mizonot is a common item. Mizonot, everybody has to eat. And Ma'asiyah Daim is also uh, common, which means uh, she works. So that when you make a Takana, you know, this for that, you put the Shkiyach, 
corresponding to Shia, the Mizonot connected Maase Yadaim. Umor Savar, Midi de Kayitz, Midi de Kayitz. He comes along and says, you put set price items, corresponding set price items. As we learned yesterday, Mizonot, he gives her a certain uh, amount of uh, Mizonot. Tachat Motar. Now, uh, what is the, uh, the, the Kayitz over here? Actually, the kites over here is ma'akesef ta'at ma'asiyadeha. Ma'akesef is a set price. Ma'akesef is an allowance during the week. Keneged ma'asiyadeha, which is also a set price. Because today we learned that ma'asiyadeha, after a certain, uh, she has to produce, let's say, five sedaim or five dinadim of uh, yarn, to work a week, that's considered the minimum of, uh, 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 that's the maximum, we'll call that of ma'asiyadeha, or the minimum, the maximum, the point, that's the set price of ma'asiyadeha. So therefore we have a mahloket, when we establish uh, one item corresponds to another item. What's the guideline? So the first rabbi says, you go with um, the, the items of the shkia. Well, mizorot the shkia. Every lady has to eat. And ma'asayadam is also shkia. Because every lady works. So therefore we put, uh, well, I'll give you mizorot, and uh, he gets the, uh, the ma'asayadam. However, quote the rabbi, he says, no. It's the ma'akesef corresponding ma'asayadam. Why? Because ma'akesef, that's a set price. Ma'as kayets. And ma'asayadam is also... Kayit, as we said, it's a certain amount that she brings in. Everybody said it was better to correspond things that are fixed price, can they get things that are fixed price? So the Gemara has a question. What's the question of the Gemara? Tiknu mizonot ta'at Which means we have a question according to the Ravadah uh, You said that mizonot is kenege the motar. Right? You said that uh, uh, he gives her mizonot and he gets the the extra, after the Ma'asiyadeh, but we have a statement over that says that Mizorot ta'at Ma'asiyadeh, that Mizorot corresponds to Ma'asiyadeh. Mizorot does not correspond to Motar. Question on the Vada Brava, Kebara says, Ema ta'at Motar Ma'asiyadeh. I'll change it. Instead of saying that Mizorot corresponds to Ma'asiyadeh, say Mizorot ta'at Motar Ma'asiyadeh. It's over and above Ma'asiyadeh. Tashema. Now we have a question on Davin Shmuel. In enu noten na ma'akesef l'surke, if he does not give her a ma'akesef, you know, the, the weekly allowance, ma'asiyadeh shena. She gets to keep her ma'asiyadeh. So you see what? That the ma'akesef is connected ma'asiyadeh. Where he said mizonot is connected ma'asiyadeh. Question on Ravin Shmuel. Again, Ravin Shmuel, you said that mizonot ta'at 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 You said mizonot ta'at ma'asiyadeh. Over here it's saying what? That sounds like ma'akesef. Is connected ma'asiyadeh. So Gemara says, "Ema." So we do like this: motar ma'asiyadeh shela, which means read it like this. If you don't give the ma'akesef, instead of reading it ma'asiyadeh shela, the ma'asiyadaim belongs to. Read it motar ma'asiyadaim belongs to. So therefore, it's really ma'akeneged motar, which is exactly like Rav and Shmuel. So Kibra says, ala ketani. So what are you talking about? How can you explain when it says that the ma'a is keneged ma'asiyadeh? It means ma'a keneged motar ma'asiyadeh. How can you say that? Why? Because then we learned, ma'i osalo, what does he do? Which means, what is her ma'asiyadayim? Mishkal hamis sila'im sheti. Which means she has to weave five sila'im's worth of... Uh, of the uh, of the uh, shetty of the of the uh, the the um, 
the yarn that she weaves, you have the horizontal and you have the uh, uh, the, 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 the vertical. So therefore, she has to uh, 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 weave a certain amount and that money that she gets from it, that's considered Yehuda, in uh, Yehuda. So the question over here is, so you're telling me, after you're telling me that Ma'a uh, is uh, connected uh, and you tell me that means Motar Ma'asiyadayim, how could that? Can you say that? The bright that right after explains it says, and what is Maasiyadeha? So it's not just going on Maasiyadaim. It's not going on the Motad. It's explaining what is Maasiyadaim. So the Gemara says, Haki Kamar, Maasiyadeha Kamahavi. We have to know how much a Maasiyadaim is. Delida Motadida Kama. So, 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 so you know exactly how much the Motad is. Once, once I know the, the, the price of Maasiyadaim, anything after that is considered Motad. So it says, It's five Sela'im in Yehuda, which is ten Sela'im in Galil. Okay, so those now, we just learned now uh, the two opinions of Rav and Shemuel and Rav Adab So at this point, it'd be worthy to just review now, when we go back to the original Mishnah, to see exactly how the Shitot uh, and the Gemara Square off and understand our Mishnah. So let's go again. You have a case in our Mishnah. The case um, in our Mishnah, the Resha, if you remember, was Hamagdish Ishto. The case was the guy was Magdish, he uh, consecrated the Ma'asiyadayim of his wife. So the deed of the Mishnah was it's nothing. He cannot Magdish the Ma'asiyadayim of his wife. It really belongs to his wife. So the Mishnah's deen was she continues working and she keeps the money. Self. So how do we understand that case? So the uh, conclusion is that we're talking about a case over there where the lady is saying to the husband, any nizonet, the any osa. She's a lady has a right to say, listen, I don't want your mizonot, and therefore uh, you're not getting my ma'asiyadayim. So therefore if the ma'asiyadayim belong to her, and he's going to make it hegdesh, it's not going to be hal. And therefore uh, the ma'asiyadayim does not belong to the uh, husband. And the sefa of Rabbi Meir that said, if he makes a hegdesh on the motar, we said it's hegdesh, is talking about where he's giving her mizonot, but he's not giving her the ma'akesef. And since the ma'akesef gives him the motar, he didn't give the ma'akesef, so then we have to say it's hegdesh only la'achar mita. Only after he dies when he inherits it, that's when the hegdesh is going to be hal. Now you have to say as well that the Bimi'ir obviously subscribes to the opinion of Adam Magdish Davar Olam. He's making Hegdesh uh, uh, on something that not come to the world yet. Because right now we can't make it Kadosh. Right now since he's not giving a Ma'akesef, the Mutar is not his. The Mutar belongs to her. But the Mishnah says if he says Hegdesh on the Mutar, it's Kadosh. What do you mean? It's not going to be Kadosh, be kadosh until after death. So you mean Magdish Davar Shelo Olam. Okay, that's the way Rav and Shmuel understand our Mishnah. Then you have the opinion of Rav Adabar Ava. Let's read the other, the, 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 the one that argued on the Rav and Shmuel. He comes along and says that uh, the beginning of our Mishnah uh, that said, when he makes the Mizonot Kadosh, sorry, when he makes Ma'asiyadea Kadosh, it's not Hal. So Rav Adabar Ava, he learned that the ma'asiyadayim is keneged ma'akesef. He learned ma'asiyadayim is keneged ma'akesef. So you have to learn the rest of Amish says he didn't give her ma'akesef. And since he didn't give her ma'akesef, 
So therefore the Ma'asi Adayim does not go to him. And therefore when he makes an Higdash, it's not going to be Higdash. Okay? Which means you have to learn the, the, the reason why it's not Higdash. The reason why it's not Higdash, the Ma'asi because it still belongs to her. Why does it belong to her? Because he, he didn't own it. How does he get to own it? He only owns it by giving the Ma'akesif. Because Ma'akesif is going to get Ma'asi Adayim. So you have to say the kids, he didn't give Ma'akesif. So the Ma'asi remains by the wife. So therefore when he makes an Ignish, it's not going to be uh, Kadosh. Okay? And you have to say also the case is talking about over here, which the lady said, keep your Ma'akesif. Yeah, that can be the case. Keep your Ma'akesif and I'm keeping my Ma'asi Adayim. Like any Lokeh to Ma'akesif, Ma'asi Adayim Shili. Okay, that's very good. And then you have to say the Sefa is talking about where he's giving a mizonot. Now if he's giving a mizonot, so then the motar goes to the husband, and therefore it's going to be kadosh mehayim. It's going to be kadosh from now. Again, if he's giving a mizonot, so mizonot according to Ravada Barabah, mizonot is connected the motar. And if he gives a mizonot, he gets the motar, and if when he says it's kadosh, It'll be Kadosh, immediately it'll be Mehaim. Say as well that according to Ravada Barava, according to Rabbi Meir, he also was Magdish Adam, Adam Magdish Tavashlo Barolam, because the Motar did not yet uh, come yet. So that's the Shitav of Rav Shemuel and Ravada Barava. Now it's worthy to go back to Rishtakish for a second, which was on yesterday's daf, just to review uh, Shita of Rishtakish. Rishtakish held like this a lady cannot say, any mizonet ve any osa. She cannot come along and say, listen, I don't want the mizonot and give me my ma'asayadayim. If you remember, the shtakish shita was that the ikar takanav da hakamim is ma'asayadayim goes to the husband. Mm-hmm. And therefore the wife does not have an ability to come along and say, mm-hmm. keep the mizonot and give me back my ma'asayadayim. So therefore you cannot uh, uh, explain that she can come along and say, give me my ma'asayadayim. Also, according to this, now we have to ask a question. So what's the Resha of Mishnah? The Resha of Mishnah, the Maaseh really belongs to the husband. So if the Maaseh really belongs to the husband, why does the Resha say it's not going to be Kadosh? Why is it going to be uh, Kadosh? So you have to say that we're talking about a case in the Mishnah where the husband is not being Mezin her. And since he's not being Mezin her, so what do you want it to stop? She's not going to get mizonot. You want the husband to take the ma'asi adam? She's not worse than the avid kanani. So therefore, we'll say the case is he's not mizina. The ma'asi adam really then belongs back to the uh, wife, her. And therefore when he makes it kadosh, it's not going to be pegdesh. Now, the sefa, you're going to have to explain. We're talking about where he was makdish to motar, right? And the bimi'ir said that the motar is going to be hegdesh. So now... The Shakish said clearly that Rabbi Meir is not working with the Sivara of Adam Magdish Davashul Bala Olam. He held that what the Rabbi Meir, at least in the Amishnah, you cannot go with the Sivara of in Adam Magdish Davashul Bala Olam. So then, what's exactly the, uh, the case of the Sefa? So you have to say the case of the Sefa is that uh, a person. Uh, when he says, Hare ani magdish motar ma'asi yadayim, it's as if he's saying, ani magdish etayadayim. I'm being magdish her hands. And her hands are considered ba'olam. And since her hands are ba'olam, but he didn't say that. So the Gabbara said, yeah, but the Bimir subscribes to what she tells it says, en adam mutsi devav de batala. 
A person doesn't say things that have no consequence. So therefore, you have to explain it that he meant that I'm being Magdish actually the Ma'asiyadayim. Uh, okay, so that's the way uh, the Shlakish understood. And then you have to say to Bihara Sadlar argued and said, no, Adam can Motzidav Devarav Nebatala. And therefore, since he said Motar uh, Kadosh, um, and it's Davashalo Ba La'olam, so it's not going to be Kadosh. So those are basically the three. Huh? Yes, no, I think Correct. Even if it gives it a dinar. Correct. And now we get to the halakha aspect of this. So the Gemara now says like this. The Gemara says like this. Amar Now halakha this Mishnah. Shmuel comes along and says halakha Oh, That's the uh, rabbi that argued on Meir. That's the case where he was magdish to mutab. And the Rabbi Yohanan Sandlar comes along and says, Mutar eno kadosh. So we understand that the logic of Rabbi Yohanan Sandlar is because en adam magdish, davar shelo ba'le olam. And therefore, since bottom line, the Mutar did not come to the world yet, because according to uh, um, uh, Shemuel, he learned that when does the Mutar hit? The Mutar doesn't hit till after mitah. Because according to Rabbi Shmuel, the case is talking about where he's not paying for it. He's not giving her a dinar. Since he's not giving a dinar, really the motar belongs to the wife. And therefore when you say motar is kadosh alibad rabbi meir, it means it's not kadosh until after mitah. Rabbi Alana said, it's not kadosh. Most because he holds en adam magnish davar, shlobah So therefore you see Shmuel, if he's posek like Rabbi Alana said, must be he subscribes to the opinion that says en adam magnish davar, shlobah le'olam. You can't magnish something not come yet to the world. The Gemara challenges that Umi, Amar, Shmuel, and Rabbi Yohanan Sadlar. Did Shmuel say that Alakha is like Rabbi Yohanan? Umi, Amar, Shmuel, Acher. Did Shmuel say like this? Why back to now? We have a Mishnah. Mishnah says like this: Kunam. Now, when a person, when a lady says or a man says Kunam, Kunam means I am forbidding this item upon myself. Kunam meaning I condemn it. I am forbidding to. I'm forbidding myself that pleasure from an item. So the Gemara says. Kunam she'ani lefika, which means a lady comes along and says that which I am doing, the services that I'm doing for my husband, is going to be forbidden to my husband. Which is, I'm forbidding my uh, service to my husband. My husband is asur to benefit from my uh, from my uh, uh, services. And she says, Ma she'ani osa. The lady saying that 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 what I'm doing ye kunam lefika will be forbidden to your mouth, meaning ye alecha kegdesh milanotlo. Let's say a lady here uh, said such a thing. So the Gemara says eno sarich lefir, which means the husband doesn't even have to make hafarat nedarim. That she says neder is she'en ba koal hakdisho vishu shelo, which means all those things that he does, she does for the husband, they his. And therefore she has no right to osir something that's the husband's cannot osir it. I mean those those things are really his uh, Israel Timasi Adayim and things like that. It's the husband's uh, item. That's the first sheet. Rabbi Akiva Omir Yafir. Rabbi Akiva says, no, make a fara. What do you mean? Why should you make a fara? Why should the husband nullify it? It's not it's not hus to osir. So Gibbara says, Shemit Tadif Alav Yotir Minalauilo. You're right. Maybe she might earn a little extra and the motar really belongs to her. So therefore you're right, on the Ma'asiyadayim, she can't uh, forbid the, on the husband. But maybe she's going to earn a little more. She says, Because the motar belongs to the, to the wife, and therefore the wife is able to say what? I'm uh, sending the motar uh, on the husband. 
Interesting case. Which means he holds what? That when you're going to make this, uh, she's going to come along with the stuff that I have over here that I'm doing for my husband, the Masiyah, that and all that stuff is Asur to my husband. Rabbi Yohanan Benuri really holds at this point, nothing is hal. It's the husband's. She he, she cannot osir something that belongs to her husband. So, so, so why, why should he make kafara? In the event that let's say they get divorced, oh, once they get divorced, all that stuff goes back to the wife, and now that isur kunam is going to be hal. And if he doesn't make kafara, the husband that got divorced will never be able to remarry his wife. Why? Because it's impossible to marry a wife under such conditions. Because for sure she's going to do something that the husband is going to have. Hana! Which means that she, she's living in the same house. She's going to do something that the husband is going to benefit from. So the Hanan bin Nuri is saying like this. She came along and said, Kunam, I am making forbidden, my ma'asiyah daim, and all those services that I do, my husband cannot benefit from it. The Hanan bin Nuri really holds? Right now nothing happened. She cannot go sit something that doesn't belong to her. Those items belong to the husband. But what? We tell the husband, immediately you better make uh, hafarat al-darim on this item. Why? Well, make hafarat al-darim. What does he have to do for? We're not worried about now. We're worried in the event. Now they're going to have to get divorced. They're going to have to get divorced now anyway, because now she, he cannot have any pleasure. They're not going to be able to, to live together. Because uh, how can they live together? For sure he's going to end up having a hana'ah. So in effect, she's really causing him to get a... Divorce, because you cannot, once she's osir, all her items, all her serve, not only ma'asiyah daim, she's osir, anything that I'm doing is asur to you, cannot have any hana'ah from me. Okay, how can you live together with a lady like that? For sure, it's going to come to some sort of hana'ah. So basically what's happening is, there's going to be a divorce. But now the husband, if he wants to get his wife back after the divorce, he's not going to be able to, because there's no way they can live together. Therefore the Gemara says, let him make a fada immediately. Look at that she, that she says, Yohanan bin Nuri Omer, af ikar ma'asiyah de'a sadiq ha'fara, shimma yigarashenna, but she says, shimma yigarashenna, v'yeh neder hal, that's the point, once already there's girushin, now the ma'asiyah daim belongs back to the uh, wife, now she has the ability to osir it on the husband, shimma yigarashenna, ena mishrobedet al ma'asiyah de'a v'teh asura lachzolo, it's going to be asur for him to take her back. While the fee she neesar maasiyah de halav v'iyevshalu lezaher she not to tchol v'not to teefir v'not she anbe lachot she not mishnatil she shavos on the baala. What do you mean? She's not going to cook for him. She's not going to grind the, the wheat for him. She's not going to do anything. It's impossible to live together. So that he wants to marry her back. In the event, in the event that he want, is going to want to take his wife back, he should say he, 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 he should protect himself. If he doesn't make a farat nedarim and they get divorced, then he already knocked out that option. He'll never be able to take his wife back. No, no, forget about ma'asiyah daim. He's going to marry, you cannot marry a lady that you cannot have benefit from. That the Akamim are not letting you marry such a lady because it's impossible to live in such, such conditions. So they're saying if a lady makes such a nedar, even though right now she has no right to make such a nedar, because the ma'asiyah and all that stuff is not hers. But you know what? It might be hers one day. It'll be hers after it is a divorce. And after the divorce, if you didn't make a farah now, you know you're going to be stuck and you're to take her back. But what do you see the Muhammad is really holding? Adam Magdish Davar Which means we're letting the guy, we're letting her say kunam, and we're saying the kunam is hal now, because what's going to happen in the event that it's going to be a divorce. Ah, oh, so what's the problem with that? The Amar Shemuel, Shemuel came along and said, Halakha Kerebi Yohanan ben Nuri. Oh, so Shemuel sorted himself. Shemuel said in Al Mishnah, Halakha Fazub Yohanan as-Sandlar. 
When the lady comes, when the guy comes, the husband says, Motar Kadosh, she says, he cannot be, uh, uh, sanctify the Motar. Why can I sanctify the Motar? Because the Motar really belongs to the wife. And therefore, it's not considered uh, his. And therefore, you're being Magdish Davar Shabbat. It's not yours. It's only, it'll only be his when, in the event that she dies. So therefore, Rabbi Yohanan Sadar comes along and says, En Adam Magdish Davar Shabbat Olam. And Shemuel said, Halakhek Yohanan Hasadar. And the same Shemuel said, Halakhek Yohanan Benuri. That says what? That a lady can say, Kunam, I am forbidding my, say a daim on the husband. And the deen is what? Husband, you better make a farah right now. Because it's going to be hal in, in the event that what she gets divorced, then already the ma'aseh is going to really belong to her, and if she had the right to make kunam, but bottom line right now it's davash olam, and the shmuel is being posek like the yohanan ben nuri. So therefore we have a stirah as she says, alma which is the neder is going to be outspending. The neder is not hal until when till the divorce. What she said now was going to be hal later. I Barman didn't come yet to divorce. So Shmuel, you contradicted yourself by being posticle in the other Mishnah. So comes the Gabbana and says like this. To the end of the daft, the Gabbana is going to try to answer this now uh, contradiction between the two statements of Shmuel. Again, Shemuel, you posseg Rabbi Yohanan bin Rabbi Yohanan Sandar in Amishnah. What did he say? Basically, in Adam Magdish Davashlo Balaulam. Why? Because the motar does not belong to the to the husband, which means the motar is not his. To, I'm sorry. Yes, the motar is not the husband's. It only becomes the husband's after she dies, and therefore you said in Okadosh. That same Shmuel said, like a case where a lady comes along and says, My Mahasi Adam is going to be forbidden uh, to my husband. Now she has no right to forbid it now. Bottom line, it's husbands now, when, when, they were, when, when, they were, when they're still married. Mahasi Adam belongs to the husband. She has no right to be Osir. Mahasi Adam, it belongs to him. Can I say something that belongs to you? It's your item. I can, I can be Osir. No, she didn't say any music. She didn't say. She would have said any nizon it's another story. She's coming along and saying a different thing. Kunam. Kunam, my uh, 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 items, my mouth, say that to the husband. And what we say, husband, you better take that seriously. Why should I take it seriously? It's nothing. No, because it's going to be hal in the event you get a divorce. But after he gets a divorce, it goes back to her. Oh, it's going to be hal. Therefore, you better make a farad in that if you want to remarry her. So what do you see over here? A person can be osir davar shedo ba'al la'olam. And Shmuel said, "I can be Hanan benuri." So, I can be my nakaje. How are you going? So, Gemara says, "Ki amar Shmuel alachakir Hanan benuri la'adafa," which means he took Rabbi Hanan benuri, but he didn't take Rabbi Hanan benuri. Meaning, Rabbi Hanan benuri said his law by the actual ma'asiyah daim. Shmuel does not like that, because Ma'azi Adam really belongs to the, to, 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 to the husband. He, he has no right, to, she has no right to be or say that. Oh, so what did Shmuel say, which means the over beyond the Ma'asi Adayim, and he knows that that belongs to the lady, and therefore the lady is able to be or say kunam on the Ha'adafa. Look at Rashi, that she says, Ki Amar Shmuel, La'adafa. Which means yes, halakha is make a farad darim, but not for the same reasons. 
the evil of Yohanan, Ikar Ma'asiyah, there's the Kafara. If Yohanan, you have to make Kafara on the Ikar Ma'asiyah, because he says you could be Magdish Davashro Ma'alaulam. But Shmuel, Mishumah Adafa, Shemit Ta'adif Ala Ra'ui, Huda Mariafer. Which means maybe she's going to make more uh, above and beyond uh, the, the amount, and that really belongs to her. Now, you can still ask the question, it's still Lubala Ulam. It's still Lubala Ulam, which means bottom line, okay, see, so bottom line is the Hadafah is not there yet. It didn't, it didn't come in. She, did, she didn't make uh, yet the uh, extra. So how did you answer the question? Bottom line, you're back to the same stida. So the Gibraltar's, the Rashid concedes that that's, he didn't answer anything over here, it's the same question. But the Gibraltar's going to ask other questions as well, and uh, therefore it's going to reject this uh, line of reasoning anyway. What's the Gibraltar's questions? Three questions here. Shema, why aren't you clear? If you're holding it like only for the Ha'adafa, why don't you say that? All Shibuah said was, It's Mashrat, Dafka, even by my Ma'asayadayim. You should have been specific. Secondly, you, you could have said another way. You could have said that Halakha does not follow Tanakama, because Tanakama's opinion was, you, have to, you pay no attention to any of this. He doesn't have to make Hafara at all. You should say, you have to make Hafara. So you could have said, in Halakha or the best option would be, Iname Halakha You should have just said Halakha which is exactly what you're saying. Which is what? That you need to make Hafara because of the Hadafa. Which means we're back to the question. Shemuel, you're contradicting yourself. You're posticking with Yohanan Sandar, it says, Ain't Adam Magnish Tavashro Malalam. And you're posticking with Yohanan Benuri, that's Mashma. Adam Ken Magnish Tavashro Malalam. So the Gabbara says, Kunamot Kamart. Come on, you ask me a question from Kunam. There's Hekdesh, which is our Mishnah, where a person consecrates something, and that is a deen of this Mishnah that we're learning now, which is a Kunam case. What is a Kunam? Kunam is, I'm forbidding this item. I'm not making it Hekdesh. I am forbidding the item. Kunam ka'amart. Shani Kunamot. Kunamot is different, has a different uh, uh, guidelines. Why? Mitok she'adam oser perot haverot alav. Just like a person is permissible to forbid his own perot. He can set his friend's pedot on him. Right? Can I go along and say, I am forbidding my friend's pedot on me? You can do that. That's kunam, right? I'm forbidding my friend's pedot. So just like you can do that, Adam Magdish Dabar Shobala You're also able to be Magdish Dabar Shobala, which is kunamot, work with more flexibility. Which means, can, can a person be Magdish somebody else's uh, item? No, you cannot be Magdish somebody else's item. Can I go along and say your item is Hegdesh? Uh, of course not. I can have to be Magdisha item. But I can be Kunam somebody else's item. I can say somebody else's item can be submitted to me. So since you see Kunamot work where Hegdesh doesn't, I cannot be Magdisha your item, but I can be Kunam your item on me. So therefore, you see that Kunamot have more flexibility. So too I'll say that even though by Hegdesh, I cannot be Magdish Davashto Ba'ala Olam, but I can be Kunam Davashto Ba'ala Olam. And then the lady over here can come along and say, Kunam Ma'aseyadayim, because it's work. I'm not making Hegdesh the Ma'aseyadayim, I'm forbidding the Ma'aseyadayim. So therefore, Kunam is more flexible. So the Gibraltar says, what are you talking about? Amar le abaye, bishlama adam osir perot havero alav. I understand that a person can be osir his friend's perot on him. I can say, your perot can be forbidden to me. Fine. Sheken adam osir perotav al havero. Because for the same reason, a person can be osir his own perot to his friend. Which means it goes both ways. 
just like I can oser myself that I cannot benefit from my friend's perot, I can also oser my perot to my friend. So again, we read again from Abaye. Abaye comes along and says, Adam oser perot alav. I understand a person can be oser. Kunami, he said that the perot of my friend is going to be forbidden to me. Why? Sheken Adam oser perot al havero. Because a person can also be oser uh, his perot on his friend. You want to go an extra step. You want to say that I can be oser davar shelo olam, which means on my friend, shekin enadam oser perot havero al havero. I may say it like this. Your analogy is no good. Why? Can I make kunam my friend's perot on him? Of course not. Can I come along and say, so and so's perot should be forbidden to him? Does kunam work over there? Of course not. So, it's just like you cannot make kunam on my friend's perot, to osir it on him, I cannot be osir davar olam on him. Which is, how can I come along and say, who, who, who belongs to the Maaseya Daim over here? The husband. So how can a lady come along over here and say, I am going to be Osir um, the items uh, uh, on him. What do you mean? That's analogous to saying, Kunam, my friend's perot on him. I cannot be Osir, my friend's perot on him. So just like you cannot be Osir, Kunam, your friend's on him, you cannot be Osir, Adam Shiloba, be Osir, Davar Shiloba, that's something that belongs to my friend. So therefore, your analogy is not good. You want to say, Kunam is more flexible. It's not a fair analogy. What was the analogy they wanted to make? You wanted to say, well, listen, Kunam, just like a person can be osed, his friend's item on him, well, you, you can't do that, you can't do this. You cannot be Magdish somebody else's item, but I can Kunam somebody else's item. So it's like Magdish, Devash, Shalbaulam, by Kunam. So Gemara says, no, no, no. That's analogous, the case over here, of being osed, being Kunam somebody's item on him. Just like even by Kunam it doesn't work like that. So too, I'm going to be Magdish Davash Olam on somebody else's item. It doesn't belong to me to be uh, Magdish. The Masiyah really belongs to the husband. So the Gemara says, Ela Maravuna, Beret of Yoshua. The case is talking about, Be'omeret Yikdeshu Yedai Ve'osehem. The lady over here is saying like this. It's not Davash Olam. Rabbi Hanan bin Nuri is saying, the lady came along and said, I'm being magdish my hands. Which means, and that's not about her hands, which means the work that comes out of my hands, that's already in her possession. So comes the Gemara and says, what are you talking about? That doesn't work. Even if she says that, what are you talking the Ba'asei Adam still belongs to the husband. Which means, it's not our hands. Whatever comes from our hands really belongs to the husband. So you're back to the same uh, principle over here that you're going with. Which is the Gemara thought to answer that really Shlomo did not contradict himself. He holds in Adam, Magdish, Tavar, Shlomo, Al-Alam. That's why he was supposed to say that Sandar of Al-Mishnah. I was supposed to say that Rabbi Nuri. Rabbi Yohanan Ben-Nuri is not dealing with in Adam, Magdish, Tavar, Shlomo, Al-Alam. When the lady came along and said, I'm oseding uh, I'm my ma'asiyah, my husband, it's there. What's there? Her hands. Her hands. I'm oseding my hands on my husband. So the Kabbalah said, what are you talking about? Bottom line, the shampood, the mas, what comes from the hands, is not us to be osed. So it's still working with a certain guideline of, in, in, uh, in, uh, you're being magdish davar, it's not yours. 
It's not used to be uh, Magdish. Me Magdish Hamish Abedale. So the Gemara says, De Amra Lechim Megarsha. So she comes along and says, My Maasei Yadayim, my Yadayim that are here. I die my ear, hands are here. I'm being osir, what comes from my hands, uh, when I get divorced. Okay. Again, you're going to ask the same question. When I get divorced, somebody is going to the divorce, so the Gibra is a different question. The Gibra says, The Gibra basically asks that question. If she would make it Hikdesh right now, would the Hikdesh hal? No, it's not hers. So you're only relying on it, what? After she gets divorced. Well, if you don't know the Adam Magdish, the Mashal Olam, you cannot make something Kadosh later if you cannot make it Higdish. No. Now! So we're back to the same question. Play it however you want. Rabbi Hanab Biduri must be working with a, a, a parameter of Adam Magdish, the Mashal Olam. And don't tell me, oh, the hands, she was all said the hands, the hands are here. What are the hands? The hands, you're right, the physical hands are here, but what comes from the hands mm-hmm. is not it. That, 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 that's the Shemud that belongs to the husband. Well, she's saying, my hands that are here, I'm osiring uh, it when I get divorced. Okay, Zagma, but right now you're not divorced. Right now you cannot make it, make it like this. So something that doesn't work now doesn't work in the future. If you hold it, Adam Magdish Davar, Shabbat Alam, so we're back to the Stila. So the Gemara says, Amar bi il'ai alamalo. Hold it. Maybe it can work. Which is, maybe it's possible that you could make something, uh, although you cannot make it Igdish now, but the Igdish can be Hal later. Maybe there is a type of guideline like that. Ilu, for example, like this. Ha'omer l'chavero. That's a guy tells his friend. Sadeh zu she'ani mocher lecha. This field that I'm selling you. When I buy it back from you, Tikadesh. Guy saying, I'm going to sell the field to you. Yeah. In the event that I buy it back from you, I'm telling you it's going to be Kadosh. So the Gibran says, Milo Kadsha. It's Kodesh. The law is it becomes uh, Kadosh. Even though, what? He didn't buy it back yet. So the Gibran says, Matkifla Ravir Miyah Midameh. What are you talking about? What's, what's, what's the analogy? There, at that point, before he sells it, he can make it like this right now. However, over there, the lady, she says, at the time that I'm getting a divorce. It's not our ability to get divorced. Divorce is out of our... Uh... So you're right, you brought me a case, a similar case, but it's not, it's not 100%. You gave me a case where God comes up and says, listen, I'm going to sell you my field. When I buy it back from you, it's Kodesh. Since he can make it Kodesh now, so that I can say, it'll hal uh, when he buys it back. But she ain't can, right now, before she's divorced, she's saying, my ma'asiyah daim are going to be asut when I get divorced. Well, right now, it's not even in your ability to get divorced. So therefore, it shouldn't work. So if you want to make an analogy, it's similar to a case where a guy says like this, Sadezu shemacharti lecha. <laughs> the field that I sold you already, it's out of its possession. When I buy it back from you, Tikadesh. And in that case, the law is Delokija. Similarly, it's out of our control at this point, the Ma'asiyah, like, which is not the most yet. So therefore, therefore the Kaura, uh, it shouldn't be Yikash. It's really worked with the Damashulam Alaulam. So, but keep on a papa, midame. It's not even analogous to that case. Hatam. Gufa uperot biyada delokayah, which means over there. You know why it's not kadosh? 
because he sold the whole field. The field, the fruit, everything already is by somebody else. That's why it's not going to be Kedosh, which means a guy uh, sold his field to somebody else, right? Clearly the Gemara says he cannot come at that point and say, when I buy it back, it'll be Kadosh. Because he has, he has no strings attached at that point. Everything is in the, uh, in the buyer's uh, possession. However, Hacha Gufa Biyadahu. Here, something is still by her. What's Gufa? She still has her hands. Which means there is some attachment that she has. Which means, but I, I could, you could argue that's really not similar. When a guy sells the field, is there anything to the seller? Does he have any attachment to that field anymore? It's gone. That's why when he comes along and says, listen, when I buy it back, when he says now, when I buy it back, it'll be Kadosh, it's nothing. You have no attachment to that field right now to say anything about the Kadosh. Oh, but the case of the divorce, where the lady comes along and says, my Maasiya Daim is going to be Kadosh, it's going to be forbidden to you, granted. Her Maasiya Daim per se are by the husband. The Shemun is by the husband. But what? She does have the goof. Her body, so to speak, is by her. So could be it's a little different. It could be she has a co-op to be, uh, might be something. I mean, if you want to compare it, it's more analogous to the following case. Again, what I says. Halo damya ela havero. It'd be similar to a case where a guy tells his friend, Sadezu shemashkanti lecha. A uh, person mortgaged this field. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that, we created a quasi case by the field. Where it's the other guys, but it's still by, 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 by the one that's being Magdish. Right? That I mortgaged to you. When I redeem it from you to Kaddish. And in that case, we say, the Kacha. So similarly, we want to compare it, and just like that case over there, we can make it Kadosh, so to the lady, which she has a mass, her hands up by her, so that's why the, uh, the, she can make it Asur. So the Gibraltar said, Again, not analogous. Again, over there, the item that's by him has teeth, which means the fact that it's by him, he has the ability to redeem it. So which means he himself can redeem the uh, the field and therefore it can come back to him. It's in his ability that the more old mortgage field will go back to him. <laughs> Say, even though the Mahasiya, her hands physically are there, but it's not in the power to get the divorce. Halo damya, if you want to give a fair analogy, a guy says, listen, it's out of his possession for 10 years. I mortgaged the field for 10 years. When I redeem it after 10 years, it'll be all And the door is what? The Kijah. So similarly, what do we gain by this case? Seemingly, we gained that it's out of his possession right now, and it's not to do anything, because he gave 10 years. So a guy says, I mortgage my field for 10 years. That field belongs to you. Which that belongs to you. You have a mortgage. It's out of my... But, listen, but what? When I redeem it, it'll be Kadosh. And the law is, it becomes Egdesh. So similarly over here, when the lady comes along and says, My Mahasiya Daim, even though it's out of my possession now, uh, uh, it's in your possession, it's, but when I get divorced, it'll be uh, Kadosh. Which means you're right. Over there, he's still connected. After 10 years, He's, it's his, it goes back to him. So therefore, he can, he can make an Egdesh now. <laughs> he can never divorce her forever. 
So therefore we're back to the basic question again. Shemuel, you will soter yourself. How do you square away your two psakim? You will posek in the Mishnah, Ye Adam Magdish Tavash, En Adam Magdish Tavash Shom Olam, like the Mishnah Sandlam. But when it came to the Kunam case, you will posek like the Mishnah Ben Nuri, and you came along and said, seemingly, Ye Adam Magdish Tavash Shom Olam. Because what's the lady saying? The lady's coming along saying, my items, meaning my Maasiyadaim, which is not mine now, are forbidden to you. Only when? When you get divorced. So then when the said, you better make a farad darim, because this is going to affect you. That means it's hal. What is hal? It's only hal on a dream. On something that's small by olam. And she was forsake like that. So the Gemara comes on and says, there's no hidush over here. The Gemara, and this is the final answer. Ela amara bashe kunnamot ka'amart. He asked me from kunnamot. Shani kunnamot de kedushat aguf ninu. Okay, let's analyze now this subject. Here a concept. There's two types of Kiddushot in the world. There's Kiddushat Aguf, and there's Kiddushat Damim. What is Kiddushat Aguf? What is Kiddushat Damim? Very important to know this concept, the Gabay Korbanot usually manifests itself. person comes along, kosher animal. Since the animal is fit for the Mizbayah, that animal now takes upon itself what's called Kiddushat Aguf, which is a very strict Kiddushah. You cannot make Pidyon on such a Kiddushah. You cannot come along now and say, oh, you know what? I want to transfer the Kiddushah from this animal to coins or to a different animal. No. Once the item is consecrated, it's fit, Kiddushat Aguf. There's no, there's no ability to, 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 to transfer. Masha'enken, let's say a person did not consecrate an animal. He came along and he consecrated... The table. The table, they can't put the table on the Mizbayah. So the table now uh, 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 acquires Kiddushat Damim. It's holy for its value. Nafkamina, I can make Pidyon. I can come along now, transfer the Kiddushah of this uh, table over here, and instead put it on money, you put it on an animal, put it somewhere else, and the table goes out uh, to Choli. So therefore, Kiddushat Aguf and no Pidyon. Kiddushat Damim, Yeshla Pidyon. There is a room for redemption. Now, look at, uh, oh, so now, continue. How do we look at Kunnamut? When a lady comes along and says, uh, your item, I'm forbidding myself to this item. She makes Kunnamut, she forbids herself. When the case of the Mishnah, where she came along and she was actually forbidding the Maasei, her Maasei Adayim, to her husband. In all cases like of Kunam, it takes on the strictness of Kiddushat Aguf. Because she's forbidding the item on herself. Intrinsically, that item now becomes forbidden. We treat it with, which means there's no pidyon, there's no uh, redemption on such an item. When a lady comes along, a person for that matter, comes along and says, uh, Kunam, this item on me. This item is looked at now that it's a sutar like Kiddushat Aguf, which means it's the highest intrinsic level of Kiddushah, the way that she explains it, look at the third line, the Kiddushat Aguf Nidu, Kiddushat Mizbayah. A Kunam is like making a Kurban Hegdesh. She'en la'em Pidyon. Just like Kiddushat Mizbayah, there's no Pidyon, there's no redemption. Kach en Pidyon de Kunam, liot nitar lemishin e'esar alav. She'en o'egdesh gamur, let'fos Pidyono. 
which means I didn't make Hekdesh over here, I was Osirit. Once you Osirit, it's finished, it's Asur on you. Ela Asur al-Adam Ehad, which means I didn't make the Aydin Hekdesh to the whole world. When I say Kunam, Kunam is on me. Right? I, when I say Hekdesh, the item itself is Hekdesh, means for everybody it's Hekdesh. When I say Kunam, I'm Osirit, this item on me, so it's Asur on me uh, conclusively. Now we have an interesting law. So strict is this Kiddushat Taguf item, It's an amazing halakha. Kiddushat Taguf is so strong, it's able to undo a Shi'abud. Who, 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 who does his Masiyah then belong to? The husband. She comes along and says, Kunam. I'm making this item over here. Kunam alecha these ma'asiyadayim. When she's oser the ma'asiyadayim bekunam, it's as if these items now are not the husbands anymore. The kunam uh, 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 law power, we'll call it, right, has the ability to mafkiya ashabud. Which is, it's, it's like a different item now. It's, it's, it's not Masyadam anymore. Already now it's, uh, it's intrinsically Kadosh. It's Asur to you now. It doesn't belong to you. Which is able to undo a Shabud. And that's how powerful. And I'll give you an example. The Gibbara gives three examples of how you see this power. The Gibbara says, Let's discuss the cases. Hegdesh. Guy owes somebody money. Guy owes somebody money. Comes along and says, you know what? My uh, ox over here will be collateral. Actually, my ox will be the collateral for your, uh, for your, uh, for the debt. So technically the love, the malve has like a lien on that uh, ox. The love comes along and says to the ox, your kodesh. It makes it Kiddushat goof. Once it makes it Kiddushat goof, the Malveh loses his rights to that item over there. Even though there's a Shabud on it. But when you make something Kiddushat goof, it breaks the, it breaks the Shabud. That's the case of Higdish. What's the next case? Hamitz. Okay, case of Hamitz. A guy comes along and says, a Jew borrows money from a Goy. A Jew borrows money from a Goy before Pesach. So the Goy says, I want a collateral. So the Jews says that Mahamets will be uh, the collateral. Now Pesach comes, what happens to the Hametz? The Hametz becomes a Surbahana'ah. That's the Kiddushat Aguf. And therefore what? The Goy loses his collateral. Which means now everybody wants to become a Surbahana'ah. So therefore, look at the way that she says it. Look at Hametz. Asachem so aputiki la'avodat kuchavim. Aputiki means he said, if I don't pay you the money, you can take my Hametz. Vigia Pesach. Now all of a sudden the loan went through Pesach. What happens? Isur Hametz, Mafki'om Mishabud, Ha'obet Kuchavim, Vin Isar Bana'ah. Now it's a Subana, you're not allowed to benefit anymore, so therefore, he loses the Shabud. Third case, third case is Hametz, Vishihrud. What's the case of Shabud? She says, Asa Avdo Aputiki. A guy borrowed money, right? He comes along and says, if I don't pay you back, my Evid over here is uh, collateral. Then what do he do? He freed his Evid. If it is Ayyavid, so the guy loses his, uh, his collateral. But what do you see from over here? That you see certain items, Kiddushat goof items, break Shi'abud. 
So therefore, the case of the aput uh, of the of the daim. The lady comes on and says, "Kuna maaseyadaim alecha." So we say, "Oh, you're working with kunam items." That's like a guy coming along and saying, uh, "I'm magdish this animal over here," uh, and therefore the guy who has a lean on it, and there's a lean on it. The husband has a lean on the maaseyadaim. No question, but she has a yadaim. So technically she can come along and say, listen, I have something here, something still by me. My hands are by me. So I'm making the ma'asiyah, you have a shi'abu, you have a lean on it. You know what? Kunam. I'm making a kunam. A kunam, boom, your, your, your item leaves. So the only question then, so it's not the vashel ba'la olam. Kunam, right. Our mishnah is the vashel ba'la olam. Shwe'el that was supposed to be Yohanan al-Sandlar, that's in Adam Magdiz vashel ba'la olam. I shwe'el that was supposed to be Yohanan al-Nuri, different item, he took my kunam. Kunam works, it breaks from the Shabbat. So then the question is obvious. Rihanam bin Nuri, wouldn't you say, make hafara because in the case that there'll be a divorce, you don't got to wait till the divorce. If you're saying that's a kunam, you better make hafara because it's going to be hal now. <laughs> you don't got to wait till the divorce. So the Gemara asked that question. Vinik dishu mehashta. It should be kadosh now. Why you tell me it's Make the afara in the event that there's going to be a divorce. If we're out of divorce, if you tell me that the kunam is breaks the shabud, he's got to make afara for now. So the Gemara says, "Al muhar banan shabude de baal kiechi delo tigdash mehashda." The rabbis made a takana that what in this case the shabud and maasiyah daim to the husband is a strong shabud. Why? Why they make it a strong shabud? Because if you didn't make it a strong shabud, the lady will always come along and say, Kunam, and burn the husband. So therefore, in the case of Mahasiyah Dayim, even though normally the rule is, Kedushat Teguf, when you make something Kedushat Teguf, it breaks the shabud, but by a husband, they made a takana, it won't be so long as they're married. So therefore, it can, that's why the Gemara says, it's not the Mashubah Olam, it's in her... Um, Mm. Ability what to make a kunam to really say what that this item is going to be a suit to you, but what the rabbis came along and said that it should be hot right now, really. Therefore, it should be hot now. Therefore, the, he should make a for the for the present uh, moment of because he, the shabud broke. Now, the rabbis gave the husband a school strongest shabud by ma'asiyadayim by by saying so she doesn't come along and do this. Look at that she that she says al muara which means, in the case of a malveh, what do we say? A guy uh, lends somebody money, put a lien on the guy's property. If he makes the item kadosh, bingo, the lien. Uh, so we always looked at what ma'asiyadayim is like he has a lien on the ma'asiyadayim. Now we're saying, no, it's more than he has a lien on the ma'asiyadayim. It's like we treat it as if he owns it. So therefore, the that. They're not going to let the lady make it kadosh now. That's what she had to say. The Nabi Aminu comes on and says, "Likshi Gershina," but it's not working with an Adam Magdisha Vashul Ba'Laolam. No, it's not. Well, but by, by, by Kunam, right? Kunam breaks the rules. Kunam has the ability to be the Vashul Ba'Laolam because Kunam is a strong, uh, strong item. Let's just uh, read that Geder. I want to read that Geder uh, one more time just so you have a uh, uh, clarity over here. He says, "Kunam." Kunam is similar to a korban that has no redemption. Why? When I say kunam, I'm not making a hikdish. Hikdish is forbidden to everybody. Kunam, I'm making it asu just for me. 
מאחר שאין פדיון לכולם, הוא קדוש קדושת הגוף, הוא שיחך. האישה שאסרה את ידיה, ואתה אומר ידיה, קדוש קדושת הגוף זה מפקיעה השעמוד so to it she says my hands you have a שעמוד on my hands my hands are going to be considered כונם עושה to you oh you're כונם your hands boom that's already מפקיעה the שעמוד and therefore the Gabbara asks if it's מפקיעה the שעמוד so then already now he's מקפרת דרים what do you tell me what do you got to wait until the divorce So comes the Gemara and says, So that he explains it over here, which means, So they ask this question, that's the Dan's question. The Dan asks, okay good, so would you answer me? The Rabbi strengthened the Shabud, that the Shabud, uh, 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 he, he cannot undo it until after the divorce. As he can't do it after the divorce, you're back to the Adam Magnus Tavash Shabbat Alam again. So therefore, you also tell yourself, uh, Shemuel, here you're saying, Ere Adam Magdish, now you're saying, Ere Magdish. That's the uh, Dan's question. So the Dan comes along and says, No, uh, the Gemara's not, not making Hidduk, no, he's not learning like that. He's saying, really, we hold, Ere Adam Magdish, Vashel Ba'ala Olam. Oh, but bottom line, you're saying, that the Gabay, Ma'asei Yadayim, the Rabbi said, that it doesn't hold until after the Gerushin. So bottom line right now, which is coming along and being mafkia uh, uh, and saying kunam on my hands, it's not that. It doesn't have any halut now. It has halut after. So you be magdis tovashu ba'olam. So the answer is like this: Shachamim chesku et zichuto b'maasiyah derak kedesh shelot tochal nafkia zichuto b'iton esuah. Omnav legabem maasiyah derachashet et garesh lo esku chachamim et zichuto afilu kaet velachin yachon nedra lachar gerusha. Which sounds like he's saying the Ran is all they did was the Hakamim. Re- really, from the law, he should, uh, she should have the right to say now. She should have the right to say it uh, now. The Rabbi said, but we're concerned, but if you give her the right to say it now, she's going to do it. And then every husband now is going to be worried about his mouth. See, going to be in uh, jeopardy. But what? When the Hakamim said that they just took away her Zechut to be Magdishit now, So she doesn't ruin the husband. But when she says it, when she says it, it'll be hal after the Gerushim. You can do that from now. Which means, it's not working, it's like, a, it's quasi, it's mid-stage. Means, listen, they don't want this lady over here now to have such a power. If she knows that she can be mafkiya, the item, by just saying, my hands are kunam, lady gets angry at her husband, kunam, my hands, finish, now the guy loses his, because uh, we thought that her husband always has an insurance. Tells because listen, you can't do nothing. I got a lean on it and all that. Now we figured out a way where she give mafkia that lean. So now uh, the Gemara says, you know what? You cannot be mafkia that lean technically until after the gerushin. So the takana was only to stop to protect the husband, but not to go so far to say when she does it that it's not going to be hal. No, when she does it, it'll be hal after the gerushin. Which is, it'll be delayed, but it's not working in a Sivarab Adamak Nisrashobar Alam, because really it's us. Right, it takes effect now, 
pending uh, for later. But it, it's a now item. It's really technically it's really uh, us. It's just they they they, they blocked uh, temporarily. So therefore, there's no stida. So for Shmuel was consistent. Shmuel, you were pasikli Yohanan Sandar. Back to this for bottom lining it. You were pasikli Yohanan Sandar. Says what? When a guy or a lady comes along, the husband comes along and says what? The mutar, the money that you make extra above and beyond. Yohanan Sandar says it's not kadosh. Why? Because that money really belongs to the lady. We're talking about belongs to the lady. Because he's not giving her, uh, he's not paying her for it. So then what's hers? So when does it become his? Only after she dies. So if it's not going to be Kadosh, because she wants to be Magdish Dava, Shiloba, Na'olam. I put your Pusikim Yohanam ben Nuri, that's not Magdish Dava, Shiloba, Na'olam. That's the Kunam. Kunam is Kedushet Aguf. Kedushet Aguf is Maskiyah. So therefore it's Mafkiya now. Well, you, it should be Mafkiya now, but we blocked it temporarily not to hurt the husband. Mishnah, ve'elu melachot she'isha osa le'barla. The following melachot, a wife is obligated to do to her husband. She's different uh, <coughs> chores that a wife is obligated to serve her husband. The Mishnah says, tohenet. She grinds, grinding the uh, wheat for the flour. The ofa, she has to bake, cook. As she says, pat, she bakes the bread. Mechabeset, she has to do the laundry. Mebashelet, as we said, cooking. Umenika etbena, and she also has to nurse uh, her child. Masaat lo hamita, she has to prepare for him the bed which means uh, turn down the bed in order to prepare it for him to uh, sleep. <coughs> she also does work with the wool, which means she uh, knits and things like that with the wool. <laughs> so if he, let's say, gives her a servant, a maid, he provides the wife a maid, so she's exempt from three of these chores. She's, uh, the maid is allowed to do that. She doesn't have to grind, she doesn't have to bake, and she doesn't have to do the laundry. Shetayim, if he brings her two maids, and mevashelot ve'en menika etbena. She doesn't even have to cook, and she doesn't have to nurse a child. Shalosh, if he has, uh, brings her three maids, and matza'at lo hamita. Then already she doesn't even have to do the setting up the beds. The in basemin, and she has not to work even by doing the tzimid, doing the uh, the knitting and the different uh, wool work. Arba, if she has four maids, yoshevet be katadra, so she's able to sit in a katadra, uh, which is uh, like a um, a chair. That she has like a recliner. She sits in the chair and she doesn't have to do anything that she says. That she says, Lot tetrach b'shvilo. She doesn't have to do anything. Lilech, that she writes, B'shliyot davilo hevitz mebet mebait aliyah. She doesn't have to go bring things from the uh, uh, from the to the bottom floor to the top floor, or vice versa. Which means she just sits the maids do everything. She doesn't have to do anything. She doesn't even have to toil in bringing things upstairs, downstairs. Rabbi Yehazar Omer, Rabbi Yehazar says. Even if he provides for a hundred maids, he could force her to do at least one chore. At least to, 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 to do the wool work. Why can he force her? Because idleness leads to immorality. 
And therefore, even though she has a hundred maids, we don't want her to become bored. Because now she's not going to have anything to do. And what happens when a person gets bored? It leads to avon. Specifically what type of avon? Zima. So therefore, he must keep her uh, busy to a certain extent. It doesn't matter how much uh, maids uh, are uh, provided. Which means, if let's say a husband makes a neder, I'm making a neder over here that uh, I don't want to have any hana'ah uh, from your work. So therefore, technically, he's really saying she cannot do any work. So the Mishnah says he's got to divorce her and he got to give her a ketubah because it's his fault. She didn't do anything wrong. He made it in. Now, why is this neder a bad neder? So it seems like a good neder. So she Gemara says, Because idleness leads to shigaon, as she says. You go get out of your mind, you go crazy. So therefore, you would basically by that neder, you're telling her you can't do any work. And therefore, she'll be sitting idle all day long. You said idle, you go crazy. So therefore, Gemara says, You have no choice now. You can't cause her to go crazy. You're going to get divorced, and you got to give her a ketubah. The Gemara will explain the difference between Batalami vi ali de Ziman, Batalami vi ali de Shi'amum. And the Gemara will go into that. Now the Gemara starts. One of the melachot that we said that a lady does for her, uh, her husband is Tohenet. She does the grinding of the, uh, of the wheat. Gemara says, Tohenet al kadatach. You think she actually does the grinding? Because the grinding is really done by the windmill. You have the windmill that turns the, the water, and that causes the mill to, the grinder to grind. So she doesn't do the grinding per se. Ela ema matchenet. Matchenet means she pours the, um, the kernels into the grinder, and she catches it when it uh, grinds, she catches the flour on the way out. But she doesn't actually do the grinding per se. That's done by the uh, windmill. Another interpretation. Berehayadida. No, she's doing the actual grinding on a hand grinder. She has a personal grinder. She's doing the grinding herself. Matnitin de lo kerbihiyah. Amishnah is not following the bihiyah. Detani de bihiyah. En isha ela leyofi. The bihiyah says the main thing, the purpose of the wife, the wife is for beauty. En isha ela lebanim. The purpose of the wife is to bring children. Detani de bihiyah. And the purpose of the, the wife is she's there in order to become beautiful again, to dress up, put makeup, and things like that. That's, that's what ladies do. They have children. They uh, they have they work on their beauty and they uh, adorn themselves. And the said, "The person wants to beautify his wife uh, to make her like say a shine." Have a glow. She should. He should give her klipeshtan linen garments. Person wants, let's say, whiten his daughter's skin. Feed her uh, like uh, chickens. And give her milk to drink. Right before she becomes a ni'ara, give her these things and it'll be good for her skin. So you see, according to Bihiyah, the lady is supposed to just be there for, for beauty, for children, no for work, no work. No, uh, the Gibraltar, remember we learned in Yibamot, said the Bihiyah was married to a wife, that his wife would give him a hard time. Uh, that uh, she was always uh, doing the opposite of what he asked and things like that. And he, whenever he would go away, he would come home and give her, buy a gift for her. So the Gibraltar said, uh, what is he doing over here? So he says, it's enough. 
that she raises the children, that she saves me from sin. That's already enough uh, reason why I have to give her uh, respect. So you see, he didn't hold that the lady is obligated to do any of these uh, chores. So the Mishnah said, the Gemara says, Comes the Yamaran continues and says the following. So one of the things the wife has to do is she has to nurse her son. Let us say that uh, our Mishnah is not going like Bet Shammai. Why would Bet Shammai say? Let's say she made a nidir, the lady. I'm not going to nurse my child. Bet Shammai Omrim, Shometet Dad Mipif. So the deen is, she doesn't have to nurse. She means you take the dad out of the child's mouth, and uh, that's it. Uh, she's, uh, she can follow a nidir. Bet Shammai Omrim, Kofa Omenikato. You can't make such a nedir. <coughs> you could force her in order to nurse. That she says, Shometed dad bepif, lo tenikehu, shehal a nedir. According to Bet Shammai, you have to kill us to stop nursing. Why? Because the nedir is hal. Alma lo mishabedale. So you see, if the nedir is hal, obviously she's not subjugated to the husband when it comes to nursing. Because if nursing was the husband's uh, right, so therefore, she can make a nidr on that belongs to the husband. That's one of the husband's uh, rights that he has, that a wife has to do that chore. And the fact that Pachamai says a nidr is a nidr, and uh, she has to take the baby off of her, that shows you what? That uh, it's not in the husband's domain. This is in her domain. That's against Amishnah, because Amishnah said that what? <coughs> that that's her obligation. So you see, Manitin Loki Pachamai. Now the Ibrahita continues. Now let's say they got divorced. Ena Kofa. You can't force. He cannot force his divorcee to continue nursing the child. But let's say the child recognizes the mother. Yeah, the child knows the mother, and the child will only nurse, let's say, from the mother. He's makiro, he knows her. So then the deen is notenna sechara. The husband has to pay his divorcee. And force her. Because the kid needs to, to nurse. So again, you see, there's no obligation after divorce going to everybody. After divorce, so the very all the obligations of the uh, wife are not on the husband anymore. She doesn't have to make the bed for him anymore. Obviously, all those other things. So therefore, the dean is that after divorce, he, she really doesn't have an obligation to nurse. But if the child's in danger because the kid recognizes the mother only and wants the mother, then the father has to pay, and she can be uh, forced. So the Gemara says, obviously, Amishnah, again, you see, it's not like Bet Shammai. That's the point. So the Gemara, because Bet Shammai says she can make a nedir, and her nedir is uh, hal. Afilu tema Bet Shammai. I can even tell you the Mishnah is following Bet Shammai. Acha b'may askinan. And what's the case of the uh, Braita over here? Kegon shenadrahi v'kiyem la. Who? Which means she made the nedir... And he upheld it. Which means, she made the nadir that what? I'm not nursing the child. Right? Now the law is that a husband has a right either to uh, validate his wife's nadarim, or to break the nadarim, to nullify them. She made the nadir, I'm not nursing the child. And the husband heard it, and what did he do? He validated it. So therefore the Gebarah says, that's like he's putting his finger in his in her mouth, and she bit it. Whose fault is it that she bit it? His fault. 
you put your finger in somebody's mouth, they bite. It's your fault. So therefore, Bet Shemai, I can really say like this. He really owes Lemaseh the rights of the nursing is the husband's. And therefore, uh, she asked the nurse. Oh, so why in this case you say the nid is a nidid? Because the husband's a fault over here. The, you, you heard your wife make a, a nidid that she's not nursing, and you upheld it. Once you upheld it, you're guilty. Right. So therefore, you lose the, uh, the nursing rights. And Betelel Savri, he not na etzba ben shinea. And he holds the opposite. Betelel said, no. She put her own finger in her mouth. Which means who has to make this nether to start off with. Therefore, the nether is not hal from the inception. And therefore, she has to nurse uh, regardless. So that's, that's the mahalog. But everybody agrees from the inception that the obligation of nursing is on the uh, wife, that she has to do it. It's just the betchamai in this case of this is the reason why the nether is hal because the husband validated it. Now, the Mepharshim over here asks a question. <coughs> if there's a Shi'bud over here, if there's an obligation, why is the Nedir Hav even according to Bet-Shamay? Which means, the Nedir is not Hav, even if the husband was Mekayev, the Nedir, the Nedir itself is an invalid Nedir. She's obligated to nurse the child. So she makes it, I'm making a Nedir, then I'm not doing it anymore. Stop right there, the, the, the Nedir is not a Nedir. You can't make a I don't care if the husband kept quiet or the husband validated it. The, the whole premise of the nether is a, is a, is a false nether. Because especially learning now, the Ibadah Bet Shammai, the even Bet Shammai agrees that the, the nursing uh, is an obligation. So they what's the whole premise of the, uh, the nether to start off with. So the Ba over here has an interesting uh, interpretation of the case. He says like this, the Braita is talking about a case. She says like this, it's a double nether. She says, I'm not going to do this item, whatever item she picks, if I nurse my child. So she's making the nursing of the child, now she hinges it on uh, another uh, item. Right? She says, uh, she was osir hana'at. She was osir herself of a certain thing, if uh, she nursed the child. So Betchamai says, so now maybe the husband is affected, which is on the other item, that's already her rights to, to osir on herself. So therefore, the Bet Shammai will hold that since he kept quiet, so that's if he's like, what, putting his finger in her mouth, and he's causing the nedir to be hal, but the nedir can be hal because it's, 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 it's on another thing. I mean, the isulana is going on something else. So Bet Shammai says uh, the nedir is hal. And therefore, indeed, if she nurses the child, it's going, she's going to be forbidden to have this hana'ah. Well, Bet said, no, 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 the nedir is not hal from the beginning. She did it uh, to herself, and Therefore, uh, she cannot. Uh, she cannot make such a. Uh, it is not hal on her. And that's what Betadel holds. She did it herself, but therefore she's obligated to nurse, even though by nursing it's going to make something else forbidden. That's the point of Betadel. Even though now our nedir is going to come true in the sense that she says, if I nurse, I'm going to be forbidden to do that item. But Betadel says she did it herself. Comes the Gemara and says, hold it. If you're learning according to Bet Shammai, that what, that Amishnah is going like him, and this Braita means that when she makes such a nedir, that uh, the husband kept the nedir, and he's explaining it because the husband kept quiet, therefore it's like he, he caused it, that's why he, she doesn't have to nurse. So the Gemara asks a basic question. Why do they argue specifically in the case of a Hanakah? In the case of nursing, why didn't they argue in the case of a uh, kituba itself? Which means, 
let's say uh, there's other obligations that the husband, uh, that the lady has to do, right? According to the Ketubah, there's other obligations that she has to do for the husband. So say, if she makes a nadir on any of those obligations, I'm not going to do this to my husband. Right? So then Bet Shemai should say what? Uh, the nadir is a nadir, and uh, he, uh, he kept it, he validated it, it's his fault, and therefore the nadir is hal. Which is why did Bet Shemai specifically pick the case of Hanakah, of nursing? Lechaurat, you should say it on any of the laws of the Ketubah, as she says. Yeah. She made a nedir, I am not giving you any benefits. And then the husband kept quiet or validated it. Bet Shammai should say, well now she has to get divorced obviously because the husband cannot have any hana from her, but she should still get a ketubah. Why? Because it's his fault. Normally the rule is if it's her fault, she loses the ketubah. If it's his fault, she gets the kitubah. So Bet Shemai should give us a more general rule. Bet Shemai should give us a big hadush. If she makes a nadir, I'm not giving you any pleasure. And the husband hears it and says, fine. Now, uh, obviously they can't stay together anymore because the uh, husband is forbidden to have any pleasure. Good, so you got to get divorced. Get divorced, but you got to pay the kitubah. Because say the same samara. You, you put your finger in her mouth and she bit it. Why did Bet Shemai only say it in such a limited case of hanakah? Say it in all the cases of uh, kitubah. And furthermore, ve'od Tanya betshamay umrim ena minika, which means furthermore, it says in the Braita that all the ladies they don't nurse, which means it's mashma from betshamay even without a nidir, which means the Braita said ladies don't have to nurse. Now you're learning the cages talking about when she made a nidir and the husband. Who said that? You're reading into the Braita. The Braita said kolan nashim. In a minika, which is mashua, it's not one of our uh, obligations. Bechlal, even if she didn't make an edit. So the Gemara says, you're right. Meaning, go back. Go back to our original answer. That what? The Mishnah cannot be going like Bet Shammai. Which means, it's not an obligation for the lady to nurse. Even if she didn't make an edit. Stop. Therefore, the husband cannot force her. To do the nursing, what Betelel says, which is that our Shitava Mishnah, that no, that is one of the marital obligations. <laughs>